Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Into the Squared Circle Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, GBs, and welcome to episode number 19 of Into the Squared Circle, where we talk about all things pro wrestling. Yes, lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk about in the world of pro wrestling. So thank you, the fine listener, for sticking to this very great podcast, of course. And if you're a new listener, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Yeah, Macho Man style each and every week. And if you're a daily listener, thank you, brother. Thank you, uh, Hulk Hogan uh, in the Metallica Eternite. Do you actually believe Hogan was part of Metallica? I think it's full of BS, typical Hulk. But nonetheless, <laughs> what a way to kick off the show, right? Uh, you're like, what the hell I'm listening to right now? Hey, you know what? There's a lot to talk about in the world of pro wrestling this past week. I have audio clips uh, from Raw, AEW Dynamite, SmackDown. Uh, what else we got? Oh, yeah, that's right. Tony Khan's a big announcement from AEW was a huge announcement. Yeah, I put a toll out toll. That's not a tollway. Uh, a, a poll, a poll on my Twitter page into the Squared Circle podcast on Twitter. Uh, well, you guys left your voices on that poll, and we'll get to it shortly on his very own podcast. And yes. Twitter is not the only social media platform that I currently own for this very own podcast, but I do have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, search Into the Squared Circle Podcast. If you can't find that, just search up Into the Squared Circle Pod. Yes, that's right. And this podcast is available on all major podcasting outlets. So whatever podcast you listen to, this podcast will be most likely be on it. Say, hey, Alexa. Yeah, what's up? Play Into the Squared Circle podcast. Hell yeah. Now, there's no guarantee your Alexa will sound like that. But, yes, it will be available on your Alexa as well. Okay. So, I'm recording this on the weekend. Hopefully, it should be out on the weekend. If it's not. It's the beginning of the work week. Or maybe you work on the weekend, but nonetheless, if you're finally relaxing, uh, you're in the car, maybe waking up in the morning, coming home, sitting on the couch with your headphones, earpiece on, crack one open, or sip something open. Oh, man. Yeah, I just ruined that really quick. But nonetheless... It's the weekend if you're listening to this fine podcast or, or the weekday. Whatever day it is, whatever time it is, thank you for taking your very own time to listen to this podcast. All right. Got my energy out. Cheers to you, my friends. Cheers. All right. So. By the way, this podcast is part of the GSJ Multimedia 
Production Network. And if you're a fan of rock music, are you a fan of heavy metal? Or are you a fan of rock and roll? If you're a fan of Led Zeppelin, Kiss, like myself, I'm a big, huge Kiss fan. Or you're a fan of heavy metal from Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, King Diamond, Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, up to the 90s, like Fear Factory, Slipknot, Machine Head, uh, current stuff to today, like Lorna Shore, Lamb of God, Abraham, I mean, anything, Beartooth, Papa Roach. You love rock music and rock and roll? Check out my other podcasts. Search up a lesson and headbanging podcast with GBs. That's where I hide at. If you're a fan of rock and roll, and uh, I do have a uh, whole line of social media platforms similar to this page, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, check out a Lesson in Head Bacon podcast with GPs. That's right. Available on all major podcast outlets if you're a fan of rock and roll. Okay. I figure I'd throw that little, little commercial in there, right? Okay. So before I continue on, I want to say thank you for the 50th time. Um, how are you? That's my question to you, the listener. Uh, hope everything's doing all well, doing safe. Depends on where you're from. If you're here in the United States, I know I have international listeners, so welcome. Sound off. Tell me where you're from. If you're from the Midwest, like myself in Chicagoland area, maybe you're on the West Coast, East Coast, South Coast, North Coast, or across the world. Sound off again into the Squared Circle podcast, all social media platforms. That's where I hide at. That's where I, I sleep at, drink at. That you know what? Hit the like, hit the bionic elbow, super kick it, do whatever the hell you want to it. Join the conversation. Your voice will be heard as always. From my fan myself to you, the fans. Let's rejoice and talk about pro wrestling. Okay, I'm going to shut up. Let's start in chronological order what happened this past week in all pro wrestling, okay, all of it. And we'll start with the Elimination Chamber uh, record. Okay, let's talk about the record of Elimination Chamber. So if you heard my previous podcast, I gave you the results. Kind of gave you guys uh, to see what, was wrong and right with my predictions and the results. And uh, I was, again, four out of five. I got right. So we did all that the previous episode. Here we are, and they, the numbers were shattered for the Elimination Chamber, which is awesome. So the WWE released a press release on the pay-per-view. And I quote... Okay, it's not coming from me. It's coming from the, the World Wrestling Entertainment. In addition of 2023, Elimination Chamber broke the all-time event merchandise record and generated the highest grossing priority pass fan experience package for any non-five, big five premium live event through WWE's partnership with On Location. Elimination Chamber Sponsorship revenue was nearly up 300% versus 2022. Wow. That's, that's, that's huge right there. All right. Let's continue on on this press release from the World Wrestling Entertainment. And I quote, 
on social content featuring WWE superstars Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn generated nearly 20 million viewers across WWE social platforms. So congrats to WWE shattering record numbers. The most viewed and highest grossing Elimination Chamber event in company history. Uh, the first pay-per-view to happen in a Montreal, Canada since uh, 2009. Awesome. So congrats to the World Wrestling Entertainment for uh, breaking records, shattering records. So good for them. Good for them. Now that came out from the previous weekend. Now let's cruise into Monday. Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon will say. So, let's talk about the numbers. So, Monday Night Raw, this past Monday. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Monday Night Raw expected a big race coming off the interest of the Elimination Chamber. So, this is the fallout of the Elimination Chamber. Average 2.1 million viewers drawing a .56 rating in the 18-49 demo. Uh, they best Monday, including the Bachelors and NBC and NBC's AGT. Uh, okay, America Got Talent All Stars. It beat all shows on Spanish language networks as well. So I guess uh, Telenova was wasn't competing really well against Monday Night Raw. All right, sports competition. No football. No NFL. Darn, I love NFL. Oh man. Uh, I guess I'll hold up to August. Hey, baseball season's coming up, right? Are you excited for baseball? Okay, this is pro wrestling. Let's talk about pro wrestling. The sports competition on cable this past Monday was on ESPN between Louisville versus the Duke. Uh, and uh, Kansas City versus TCU. is a college basketball. March Madness is coming around the corner. Uh, I doubt won't make any impact on Monday Night Raw. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. So that being said, let's talk about this past Monday on Monday Night Raw. There was some good stuff that came out of it. Uh, the intro of Raw seen Sami Zayn. Fans want to know what's next for Sami Zayn since he lost to Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber. So here's a clip of Sami Zayn and a little unexpected guest. Uh, that came out and helped Sammy this past Sunday. So here we go. Enjoy. I know, look, for me, just as much as anybody, another thing I'm feeling is after coming so close to putting a bow on a storybook ending in front of my friends, my family, my city, my country, and coming up just a hair short, I'm not going to lie, I feel a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt for that. You know, I feel like I let people down. Everybody told me, finish the story, finish the story. And, and I feel like I didn't, but after the past couple of days, and especially after this, I realize now more than ever around here, the story is never over. 
However, we are entering the final chapter. And the final chapter is not just about me. So there's one person that I do need to talk to tonight more than anybody else. So Kevin Owens, I would love it if you came out here right now. You know, there, there was so much I wanted to say to you, and now that you're standing here, I, I, I don't know what I want to say. I, I want to, I want to say, I want to say thank you. I guess. I want to say, I'm, I want to say I'm sorry. But I know we're kind of past the point of words at this point, right? Let's let's be honest. Things have gotten a little messy, right? I mean, there's a lot of things you said that I said that we that has been done here that I, I don't know if there's any coming back from. I, I know, I know. But here's the thing, Kevin. For months and months you have said that there's only one thing you care about, and that is taking down the bloodline. And I know you better than anything. When you get something in your head, nothing stops you till you do it. But here's the thing, Kevin. Now I have a mission. I will make sure that if it's the last thing I do, I will not rest till I see with my own eyes that Roman Reigns and the bloodline come crumbling down. But here's the thing. You couldn't do it alone. And I couldn't really do it alone. But I do think that there's only one way to get it done. And that is if we do it together. You know, I don't want, I don't, I, I don't need an apology from you. I don't even need your gratitude. Okay, because Saturday what I did, it had, it had nothing to do with you. I didn't do it for you, you know, I, you know who I did it for? I did it for my family. Because Saturday they were in the front row, but at the Royal Rumble, they're all sitting at home and they have to watch me get the hell beaten out of me by the bloodline while you stood there and watched it happen, by the way. That's why I did it for me, because I needed to hurt the bloodline. I did it, you know, I did it. I did it for your family, your wife, your dad, your son, so that they wouldn't have to watch you get the hell beaten out of you like my family had to watch it happen. That's why I did it, okay? I've been fighting the bloodline for months on my own. And as far as I'm concerned, that's fine, and that's the way I'm gonna keep fighting them. Okay? Because I still mean everything I said back in November after Survivor Series. I told you I was done with you, and that stands today. But hey, guess what? If you need help taking down the bloodline, just ask your buddy Jay. So a very 
uh, emotional, powerful promo between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So Kevin Owens came out and told Sami Zayn, hey, you know what? I didn't do this for you. I came out here because I don't I don't want to see your ass get beat in front of your family just like I did. But we're not going to be together to take down Roman Reigns in the bloodline. So I'm going to stay on my own just like I was since November, uh, since Survivor Series. So strong, strong promo makes you think how this story is going to play out in the future after WrestleMania. We'll have to stay tuned, okay? We'll have to stay tuned. We're going to keep an eye on this promo because this kind of picks up on Friday Night SmackDown, which we'll get to shortly. All right, another piece of the story, Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes, two of the best talkers in the World Wrestling Entertainment this past Monday. Well, let's talk about it. After I play this awesome clip, courtesy of the WWE. So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Madame Mission, Cody. Mr. Heyman, Mr. Heyman. Sir, where are you? Uh, I'm, I'm right here backstage, sir. Oh, you're here, so you might as well come out here. Everybody wants to hear what you have to say. Come on, Mr. Heyman, please, please. Uh, Cody, I, 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 I don't know if, if you're aware of this. I, I, I was mauled on Saturday night by a coyotiac and subject to the miserable Canadian healthcare system. And what should have been a celebratory weekend for my tribal chief ended up a tragedy for the wise man. But I assure you, the true tragedy of this story that you want to finish will befall, sir, upon you. No, no, please, he he hear me out on this one. Cody, man to man, face as close as I am willing to be to face. You can't beat Roman Reigns. Oh, they, they can boo all they want, but let's go on the hypothetical. Let's, 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 let's play to everybody's fantasy. Let's say that the stars align, the gods smile upon you, the, the devil collects my debt. Let's say at WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes beats the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, for these championships. 
Then, sir, what will your life be like? Have you ever heard the phrase indentured servitude? Now, I, I know what everybody's thinking right now. Well, that's not the lifestyle of the tribal chief Roman Reigns, but that's because Roman Reigns has special counsel. Roman Reigns has the wise man. Roman Reigns has Paul Heyman. If you defeat Roman Reigns for these championships, which you won't, but if you do, you won't have Paul Heyman with you, will you, Cody Rhodes? So let's do the math playing to this notion that Cody Rhodes defeats Roman Reigns. What, what will your life be like? First of all, 200 days a year on the road defending these championships. 40 to 50, let's mark it up, 50. 50 days a year doing charity appearances and red carpets. Now we're at 250. 30 days a year overseas promoting the general brand of world wrestling entertainment. Now we're at 280. Another 20 days promoting WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, Backlash, I don't know, Peoria. Oh, let's not forget to promote your title defenses in Peoria. Now we're up to what? 300, 305 days a year. That means 60 days at home. And what happens to those 60 days? 20 of them on spike, spike calls, Skype, Skype calls, what do you call it? Zoom calls, promoting the product, meetings. What'd your brother Dustin so famously say? When your father, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, was on the road, he was never home. And even when he was home, he was never home. Is that the life you want for your wife and child? Is that what you want for your family, Cody? Is that the sacrifice that you're willing to make for these titles? I know what you're thinking. I'm about to say something really vile and vulgar and contemptible like, hey, don't worry, Cody. On a cold winter night, Roman Reigns will keep your wife warm. I would never say something like that. Roman Reigns is a happily married man. But I'm not. And I assure you, Cody Rhodes, that's when you're gonna find out that your WrestleMania dreams are gonna become your own personal nightmare. Roman's great. You're great, Roman.
but I have, I have seen this play before. Do not send this man again. We haven't come face to face yet. We probably will, and it will probably be very soon. And I will say the same thing to you now that I'm going to say then. You are without a doubt the greatest WWE Undisputed Universal Champion in the history of the company. You are the current best champion in all of sports, but it doesn't change a damn thing. I have to finish the story. Such a great promo from Paul Heyman, which is one of the, my, uh, my personal opinion, an underrated manager. I love Paul Heyman. And Cody is always phenomenal when he cuts a promo. And that's why he's one of my favorites in the world wrestling entertainment. And <laughs> the way pro, uh, not Cody, Paul Heyman. What Paul Heyman said, Cody, yes, your wife's going to be a little lonely when you're out on the road as a champion. You're never home. Roman won't keep her company because he's a married man. <laughs> I love what Paul Heyman said, I'm not married. <laughs> it's just, man, that guy Cody fueled up. And uh, he, he contained his composure. He said, you know what? I'm going to get those titles, Roman. And this is getting really, really personal each and every Monday. So very good job between Cody and Paul Heyman. Excellent, excellent promo. Okay, so let's move on to the next topic. The Ariel Hawani and Tony Khan. Uh, I don't know how you want to call this an internet war. It's not even a war. It's silly. It's goofy. So how has this been started? If you've been keeping tabs between both gentlemen. So... All this started back when Tony Khan was invited on Ariel Hawani's podcast. Ariel Hawani was asking all these questions to Tony Khan. What happened to CM Punk? Is he ever going to come back? Tony Khan was, I can't answer that. Okay, uh, what you can tell me about the legal issues, Tony Khan will be like, I don't have any answers for you. So throughout the whole what, hour podcast or video interview, Tony Khan had the same answer for every question for Ariel Hawani. And then Ariel Hawani. And, and again, as a little refresher clip I'm going to give you guys, uh, his response and how awkward that interview was. So I'll play it right now. I, I, I Look, whatever I'm going to say here is going to piss off the uh, the AEW supermarks, but I'll just say this: one of the most frustrating, and to a degree, not so fun interviews of my career, because as you may have seen, he didn't want to answer anything. Now look, like you're going to come on and promote X, Y, and Z, great, and I'll play that dance with you, and I did at the beginning, but you got to give us something. To not even tell me like how you were feeling. I'm not asking for specifics on, all right, fine, I ask. Is is Punk gonna wrestle for you? Is he coming back? You don't wanna get into it, fine. But just tell me how you were feeling. Give me something. MJF contract. Hey, uh, you know, I don't do business in the public, but I'll tell you, love having him on board. 
Look forward to many years together. But give me something. Don't just say, not going to talk about it. Not going to talk about it. Doesn't serve me. Doesn't serve me. That's not the way you do it. If you want to be the voice, if you want to be the face, there's a way to do that dance. Look at Eddie. Look at Dana back in the day. L look at some of the great promoters over the last 30 years. There's a way of giving us the answer, even though it's not the answer I want, but you're giving us some sort of answer, something to chew on, as opposed to just shutting it all down. Not very enjoyable. And if I'm being honest, like right off the bat, I was like, oh, I think you didn't like me back in the day because he turned down multiple interviews with me. And then we get right into the MJF thing and like really deep into the weeds on the PR stuff. And I was like, golly, this is how we're starting. All right. I just, you know, took a shot at BT, the ITV stuff. Should have went back at him and reminded him two minutes ago that he, you know, was fawning over Warner Brothers Discovery about being the greatest place for AW. Meanwhile, BT is owned by Warner Brothers Discovery, and yet he's telling me that ITV is a better place than BT. Like, just these things that were, um, you know, discrepancies. He says he never met Nick Khan, then he says he talked to him on the phone. I was like, what are we doing here? Well, like, well, what is this? And you're not going to give me one legit answer? I appreciated meeting him. I, I enjoy it. But, like, the enjoyment of getting to talk to the, the guy who founded this great property that has done a lot of great things in three years fizzled out rather quickly when I realized... The only answers he's going to give me are these long, drawn-out answers uh, promoting all this stuff and going on these tangents about Chris Jericho and this and that when, you know, we got a tight window, and I kept mentioning the tight window because they told me there was a tight window, and I can't get to any of the stuff. And then when I get to the stuff, you don't want to answer any of them. You don't want to answer a single one. So ever since Ariel Hawani said that about Tony Khan, how awkward and weird it was to interview him, uh, during Elimination Chamber weekend... Ariel Hawani is a resident to the, the great country of Canada. And WWE decided to invite Ariel Hawani to SmackDown. Well, I guess he appeared on SmackDown. Apparently, Tony Khan was watching the show. I doubt it, but who knows? Maybe he is bored on a Friday night and decided to watch his competition instead of his very own company. And uh, posted on Twitter stating that Area Hawani is a fraud of a journalist and he's equivalent to Tony Schiavone. And uh, even when I read that before, everybody had a huge discussion on the internet. And I'm like, did he just made an insult by using Tony Schiavone's name, who is in his company, who is in his main show? commentary team each and every Wednesday I'm like oh Tony and I love AEW okay I've been supporting them since day number one or beforehand uh, this is embarrassing you're a CEO of the second biggest wrestling company in the United States you're a grown-ass man a businessman you have Nick Khan over there in WWE calling Tony Khan a kid. You got Ariel Hawani now calling him a kid. And you're acting like a damn fool. Now I sound like, was it, was it Billy Madison? No, not Billy Madison. Uh, Happy Gilmore. When Chubbs told Happy Gilmore, you're acting like a damn fool. And you slapped him. Come on, man. Come on, Tony. You're better than this. Well, nothing unless Ariel Hawani responded back 
after this uh, uh, outrageous tweet that came from Tony Khan. And here his response. And I see this fucking tweet from Tony Khan. And I swear to God, I looked at it like three times and thought it was fake. <laughs> I thought it was fake because, you know, anyone can have a, a, a blue check, right? Anyone can be I was verified. Like, there is yeah. no way. This guy anyone doesn't follow me. He's never tweeted me. There is no way that he actually tweeted this. Number one, proving that he was watching, A, which is bizarre. Why would you do that? Why would you put the competition <laughs> over and show that you're watching some random SmackDown and a random moment in the uh, in the telecast? Number two, putting down his own guy in the process, your guy, GC, the great Tony Schiavone, Atlanta sports legend, calling me a fraud and then saying that I am as much of a journalist as Tony Schiavone. Now I'm trying to think like, what what is the point that he is trying to prove here? He is trying to say that Shivani isn't a journalist, which by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, GC, as an Atlanta guy, doesn't he kind of have a little bit of respect as like a media dude? Like I I never knew Tony Shivani as the <laughs> wrestling guy. That was later told to me. He used to come on the radio in Atlanta and I was just like Tony Shivani. And then when I was like sixteen or seventeen, that's when I found out it's like, oh yeah, he's massive in the world of pro wrestling. But he has respect, yeah. right? People love him, admire him, right? He's not known as like yeah. a doofus. I mean he was he no, definitely not a doofus. I mean, he was always mixed into like Atlanta news radio throughout news radio. my childhood. So this guy's calling me a fraud and then he's saying Tony Schiavone is as much of a journalist as me. I guess trying to so imply I've, that like he's not a real journalist and I'm not a real journalist. I've had Why time to think your about own this. guy in the process. Please go ahead. I've had time to think about this. What he's saying is Tony appears on our television show and he is presented as this interviewer. You are now equivalent. You are you are appearing on their television show and you are doing this. But the implication is that neither of you is is journalistically sound. Now he again he's he's why why take a shot at your own guy? I don't get it. I, it just doesn't make sense. You could have but said that, that is, in a million different ways. That's right? the comparison. Is like on our show, you're as you're you're equivalent to this level of of interviewing that's happening on our show as well. Is my read on it after sure. thinking about it. I mean, the the real thing he should have done was not say anything because number one, why are you putting over? you know, the, the, the competitions broadcast, your show is coming up. Nice little cheeky hashtag there um, on the tweet <laughs> as well. But like this shit, I mean, you talk about an own goal um, and, and, and I know Fulham's having a bit of a better season. They certainly haven't had a great run with the cons involved, but I mean, this was, you know, one of the all time great own goals. And I just couldn't believe, it. I really had to check multiple times. Was this really him now to take a step back? <laughs> To take a step back, he is still upset, clearly, over the fact that he gave me one of the all-time worst interviews and ignoring the fact that I have continuously praised the product ever since they launched around three years ago. It was just a bad interview, objectively a bad interview. Now, what's amazing about that interview is, you know, everyone loves to talk about, oh, he couldn't talk about this, he couldn't talk about that, legal this, legal that. First of all, like, where's the fucking legal? Right? Where, where's, yeah, where's the proof? We've been waiting for a while yeah. on that. Where's the proof? What legal? What legal are you guys talking about? You're going to compare this to this and that? Like, where's the le what? What is this investigation that you guys keep talking about? But I just want to let you all know very clearly that I had asked Tony multiple times to come on the show. I stopped asking because I was told that, you know, he wasn't sure. I'm Nick Khan's guy. I work for BT, which is ridiculous. That's just a broadcast partner. That would be like saying to someone like Mark Ramundi that he shouldn't interview Bellator guys because he works for ESPN and UFC is on ESPN. Stupid. 
Anyway, I just stopped asking. They reached out to me several months later and said, do you want to have Tony on? I was like, really? Cool. Never said, don't ask about this. Don't ask about that. You don't think I was going to ask about these things? Anyone worth their salt is going to ask about these things. There was a million different ways that you could have answered those questions. But just to let you all know, at the time, I had no relationship with anyone, like in terms of business, anything like that. This was back in early October. So to now pin those questions on me appearing on SmackDown and all that stuff is a bullshit move because one has nothing to do with the other. He's just mad that he came off looking like a guy who didn't know how to handle these situations and only is comfortable promoting and talking on and on and on about a product when that's not really what the public wants to hear. And now he's trying to say, aha, look, this is why he asked me these questions when it's all just silly bullshit, man. It's all just silly bullshit. And why do you care? Why do you really, really care? Like, all right, I said it was a bad interview. I've praised your product. Why, why are you so quick to run to your phone and tweet this in my moment? And so that's when I realized, I was like, Old Ariel would have let this tweet and a guy like this bother him. I actually was like invigorated by it. I thought it was hilarious. And I was, I was like, I was, I was, I was debating like, do I tweet something back now? Do I wait? Let me just chew on this. Let me get the second hit out of the way and then I'll deal with this. But the amazing thing was, is how the whole thing spread backstage. Everyone was, you see the tweet, you see the tweet, you see the tweet. And like, I'm just the new, I've just been here for four hours. Like, I don't even know yeah. a lot of these people. This is amazing. How could he have done, was that really him? What a, you know, blah, 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 blah. I was like, well, yeah, I guess it was really him. He doesn't follow me, but I guess it was really him. And I still feel kind of bad for Tony Schiavone that he was insulted in the process. Yeah, man. I'm not sure how to respond to this video coming from Ariel Hawani about Tony Khan. I mean, this guy is ripping his ass. Now, he's giving Tony Schiavone all praises. Like, he is the Hulk Hogan of commentary in Atlanta, Georgia. <sighs> Again, Tony Schiavone is definitely a legend in the pro wrestling world. Now, as a, a major commentary sports guy... He's not a Vince Scully. Uh, he's not a Harry Carey. All right. No disrespect. No disrespect to Tony Schiavone, but he's not a, a big-time hero who's walking down the street in Atlanta. Oh, my God. No. He, in the wrestling world, he is Tony Schiavone, a legend. That's it. So uh, I think he's giving him too much of a praise, but... Yeah, he was spot on a lot of stuff about Tony Khan. Um, I'm not going to disagree with some of his comments, but um, yeah. Let me know what you think about this whole fiasco between Ariel Hawani and Tony Khan, of course. And to the Squared Circle Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. All right, let's carry on to All Elite Wrestling Dynamite this past Wednesday. A top moment on the show? Yeah, got a little spicy. Got a little hot. On TBS this past Wednesday, between one of my favorite heels in pro wrestling today, MJF. I love Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And this feud between him and Brian Danielson is getting a little spicy. Enjoy this fine clip, courtesy of AEW.com. Man, 
it seems like you people might want me to win the AEW Championship at Revolution. Well, trust me, I'm gonna do everything in my power to beat MJF for that title. But first, I want to talk a little bit about what MJF said last week. MJF came out into this ring and said he hates Brian Danielson. So let me get this straight. He tries to break the arm of a friend of mine for over 20 years and he hates me. Let me get this straight. He put a bounty on my head, tried to injure me so I can't even make it to the pay-per-view, and he hates me. MJF hospitalized my mentor, William Regal. And he hates See, Brian, you may have all these schmucks twisted, but I know who you really are, man. And I know who I really am. I'm the guy who got left stranded by anyone I've ever opened up to. I'm the guy who got thrown away like trash by anyone who's ever claimed they loved me. And then I met a girl. A girl who changed my outlook on every single person on this planet. My dream girl, a girl I fell in love with, she convinced me not everyone in this world is bad. So then I became the man who got down on one knee. And I told that girl I wanted to start a family with her. I wanted to make a home with her. I wanted to have children with her. And you know what she did, Brian Danielson? She left me. She left me, Brian. something I'll never have. You have a family. 
a beautiful, smart, adoring wife, two happy, healthy children, and you take all of it for granted. You wanna know why I hate you, Dragon? It's not just because these schmucks actually think you're better than me, because Lord knows by March 5th, they'll know that ain't the truth. I hate you because you have had more concussions and more head trauma than anyone in the history of this business. You suffered concussion after concussion until you were on the floor, foam streaming down your face, having seizures. And you're still in my sport? Every time you step foot in that ring, you're saying wrestling is more important than your family and your children. Every time you step foot in that ring, you're spinning in my face because you are taking everything I would kill for, for granted. You, you are no different than your worthless drug addicted mentor, William Regal, who I gladly sent home to the hospital. Matter of fact, Brian, you're worse because you're addicted to the spotlight. Well, guess what? On March 5th at Revolution, you're gonna get all the spotlight you could possibly ever need in an Iron Man match because I'm gonna punish you, Dragon. I'm gonna punish you for trying to take away the one thing I have in this life and I'm going to punish you for everything you have taken for granted. So now, I'd like to take this chance to speak to your children watching at home. Oh hey, hey, don't you dare bring my children into this or I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. I just wanted you to know that come March 5th at Revolution, I'm gonna make Dad Dad pay for all of his selfishness. I'm gonna grab Dad Dad's arm and I'm gonna rip it out of socket until he submits, and I'm gonna make sure Dad Dad can never play with you again. sure that Dada can never pick you up again. And then Uncle Max is gonna take his fist and hit Dada in the head with it over and over again. And I'm gonna give Dada a present on March 5th. You kiddies wanna know what that gift is? Yeah, well, yeah, he definitely knew 
something was going to explode because Danson told him, don't say anything towards my kid. And now you saw his men out here to separate. Man, MJF is so good on the mic. One of the best guys uh, outside of WWE that can cut a promo. Absolutely just brutal. Absolutely brutal. Man. <laughs> Woo. MJF know how to get under people's skin, of course. By the way, AEW Dynamite. Yeah, just made it to a little bit over a million viewers this past Wednesday. So they finally got back into the millions and the millions uh, on a television rating. Uh, AEW hasn't had a million rating in almost a couple weeks. Yeah, they were in a little drought here, a little bit in the pickle when it comes to the creative television because, man, whew, it's been a little rough the past couple weeks. But nonetheless, Tony Khan had a major announcement. Stay tuned. And it's all over social media. What's the big announcement? Well, the big announcement came before the main event between Eva Ono and John Moxley. Um, Tony Khan appeared backstage with Renee uh, Paquette or Moxley. Renee Good, whatever the hell her name is, uh, interviewed Tony Khan for like a brief, not even 60 seconds. Hey, Tony Khan, what's the big news? Well, the big news is I'm going to let Adam Cole tell the big news. Here we go, Adam Cole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought they were going to announce the Forbidden Door to the second annual Forbidden Door pay-per-view between New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW because that's how they showcased that last time with Adam Cole. By the way, uh, apparently Spectrum TV has leaked the upcoming pay-per-views uh, you can purchase ahead and All Elite Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Forbidden 2 is on the list. So they might leak it here. We might get announcements soon about it, but stay tuned. If I hear any words, but nevertheless, that wasn't the big news. Well, Adam Cole told everybody around the world. AEW is having a new program called All Axis. Okay, so that was the big news. Hyping everybody, getting people riled up. And we get an All Axis show. Yeah, there's been rumors about Warner Discovery starting some kind of a backstage reality TV show. Okay. All right. Big whoop. They're trying to be like WWE, trying to capture behind-the-scenes behind unscripted TV show. Well, here it is, and that was the big news. Yeah. So that's where my Twitter poll came in place. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I I put on my Twitter page. How excited were you on this uh, big announcement from Tony Khan and AEW? So uh, you guys vote voted on my Twitter page into the Squared Circle Podcast, and this uh, the official number. Drum roll, please. Twenty percent. K two zero. Twenty percent. 
we're happy. 80, 80, 80% of you guys were disappointed. I don't disagree with you guys on that. Um, yeah. When I heard it, I'm like, are, are you serious? You got me excited, got me primed and ready. And this is the big news. Whatever. All right. Well, ay, ay, ay. Well, I won't tease you guys a big surprise, so I won't do that to you guys. Have I ever done that to you guys? Don't answer that question. Just keep it to yourself. All right, let's move on here, folks. What's next? What's next? Hmm. Ooh, yeah. Let's talk about SmackDown. This past Friday, February 24th. Oh, well, some of the things that made highlights were Jay Uso and Sami Zayn had a little confrontation this past Wednesday, not past Wednesday, this past Friday on SmackDown on Fox. So let's talk about it. Well, not talk about it. Let's play the clip of what the hell happened this past Friday on SmackDown. You want to play me? You want to put the blame on me? It was you. You're the one that made that choice. You had that chair in your hand. You're the one that pulled the trigger. You're the one that made the choice. You stepped on me and you stepped on Jay. What was I supposed to do, huh? Listen, you made the choice and I did what I had to do. That's what family do. But you know what family don't do, Woos? They don't betray you. Yeah, let me tell you, no, 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 let me tell you what else family doesn't do, okay? They don't make you test your loyalty every single week. They don't make you jump through hoops just to prove that you're worth something. They don't manipulate you every single week like Roman Reigns did to me, the way Roman Reigns has done to your twin. That's what he did, not for weeks, not for months, for years. Listen to me. The bloodline is not about Roman Reigns. The bloodline is about one man. And I am going to make sure if it's the last thing I do that Roman Reigns and the bloodline comes crumbling down. But there's a way out for you. Okay? Just like I told Jay, there's a way out for you. You don't have to go down with the ship. And I'm looking in your eyes and I know, I know you know what I'm saying is true. And I... Oh! Sammy was glancing up at Jey Uso who's arrived here in the arena. And Jimmy, with a cheap shot, I guess you would describe, went right after Sammy's aid. He didn't want to hear anymore, despite the fact that Sammy may have been making some sense. Sami Zayn walks straight into a trap tonight. The trap is sprung. Jimmy Uso. Jimmy was looking back and his brother Sammy struck. Well, 
think that's quite the way Sami Zayn wanted tonight to go, but nonetheless, Sami gets out of the ring because Solo Sokoa, Jimmy and Jay's younger brother, is out here. So yes, things got a little testy this past Friday on SmackDown between uh, the the Uso, uh, Jimmy, and Sammy. Well, Jay was in the crowd, undecided still in the dark. By the way, Bray Wyatt unveiled a new mask on SmackDown this past Friday while a little confrontation between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, two big stars, women stars. Yeah, a little, little mommy and poppy moment. If you watch SmackDown, you kind of get the reference. If you haven't, go watch it. All right. What else is going on this past Friday? Well, there was a pay-per-view this past Friday on February 24th. Yes, Impact Wrestling presents No Surrender this past Friday, February 24th, live from Sunrise Manor, Nevada. Sam's Town Live. Or, because consider Las Vegas. Yeah, Impact Wrestling held a pay-per-view. Let's talk about it. Two pre-shows went down. Let's talk about the first one. Giselle Shaw defeated Deanna Perrazzo by pinfall in a singles match of a 9-minute and 7-second match. If you're keeping tabs on time here. Match number two of the pre-show. Jonathan Gresham defeated Mike Bailey by pinfall in the singles match. 11 minute and one second match. All right. The pay-per-view kicks off with Frankie Kirzarian defeated Khan in a singles match by pinfall in a nine minute and 24 second match. Match number four. The tag team match for the knockout uh, World Tag Team Champions, the, the Death Dolls. I'm trying to say that twice. Jessica and Taya Valkyrie defeated the Hex, which is Elson K and Marty Bell by pinfall. All right, match number five. Joe Hendry defeated Moose for a dot combat match. For the Impact Digital Media Championship, a 12-minute and 14-second match. Match number six, a fatal four-way match to determine the number one contender to win, or to not win, the contender to the Impact World Championship. Uh, Steve Macklin defeated Brian Myers, Heath, PCO by pinfall, and a 9-minute and 18-second Second match. All right, next match. A six-man tag team match. Bullet Club defeated Time Machine. That's a cool name. So Bullet Club, which comprised Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Kenta, defeated Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, and Kushida. Up next, a singles match for the Impact Knockout World Champion. Mickey James defeated Masha Slamovich by pinfall in a 12-minute and 19-second match. And for the main event, Josh Alexander defeated Rich Swan by pinfall 
to retain the Impact World Championship in a 25-minute and 13-second match, which is the longest match on the pay-per-view. So there's your Impact Wrestling No Surrender results. So there's that. All right, other news in the world pro wrestling. Well, Mars Snickers and uh, WWE 2K23 will be the official sponsors for WrestleMania 39. We'll have to wait and see if Snickers plan on doing a, a Snickers bar match with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, <laughs> being a little funny here, right? Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what's going on with the sponsorship. <coughs> Excuse me. WWE Sonya Deville gets engaged to girlfriend Tony Cassano. So congrats to uh, Sonny Deville on the big marriage. Uh, WWE's plan on doing a little schedule pay-per-view, running two events in May this year. Uh, obviously, you got Backlash after WrestleMania, and then and uh, the return of the King and Queen of the Rings pay-per-view in May. So uh, we'll keep the tabs on the dates on that as well. And then lastly for WWE, big news here. Uh, there's reports of WWE Senior VP of Talent Operations Strategy fired this past week. So let's talk about it. A high-ranking WWE executive was immediately fired uh, this past week due to a HR violation, according to Fightful's Sean Ross Sapp. So he got the credit for releasing this uh, little article. It's unknown what the violation was for James Kimball, who held the position of Senior Vice President of Talent Re Operations and Strategy to immediately relieve of his duties. Kimball was hired in August of 2020 as Vice President of Business Operations. After 11 months, he was promoted to Senior Vice President of Global Strategy and the Development where he spent 15 months before moving on to his final role. Kimball was quoted in often media stories in relation to companies next in line and no program for their various tryouts with college athletes. He came to WWE from UFC, where he spent nearly a decade in various roles. The final three years plus years of his tenure, there was a vice president of operations for the Performance Institute after nearly three years as the director of athlete development. So uh, there's your nice little piece of story right there from this uh, uh, random firing <laughs> uh, from a senior VP in the World Wrestling Entertainment. All right, let's talk about AEW news. So Revolution which is their upcoming pay-per-view on March 5th. Yeah, the card is slowly getting stacked. I will have a special Pritchett episode on All Elite Wrestling Revolution. Uh, within a couple days, hopefully I'll try to do it after Dynamite, so we'll kind of get a clear look on the updated card if they're going to add more. Jeff Hardy. So the Florida DUI case involved an AEW roster member, Jeff Hardy. 
dating back to June of 2023, was closed this past Thursday after he submitted a written plea of nolo uh, contender to all charges. Now, Hardy license will be suspended for the next decade, and he will get 38 days credit for time served in county jail as part of his sentence. Um, so as I'm reading this press here for coming from Jeff Hardy's, uh, DUI case down in Florida, Hardy was arrested on the morning of June 28th in Florida and was charged with one count of DUI, which is his third offense, one count of driving under a suspended cancel revoke license and one count of driving while his license was restricted. He Plead not guilty, faced up to five years in prison for the main charges, uh, while the others were misdemeanors. So here's the full sentence coming from the Volusia, I assume that's how you're saying it, Volusia County Court Records, um, a 38-day county jail sentence with a 38-day credit for time served, a two-year probation, um, a $4,586 uh, and fines and court fees, a 10-year suspension in his license, two years with interlock device, and 90 days of vehicle impoundment, court-mandated DUI school or drug rehab program, and community service. Man, this sucks. And, and again, this is now... I'm going to switch over to my personal feelings, how I feel about this. Who watched Jeff Hardy's career since the early 2000s, and I'm a huge Jeff Hardy fan here. This is sad. And this could have easily been prevented a long time ago. And uh, again, Jeff's demons were still haunting him. And look where it ended. Uh, maybe this could help him. Maybe this, all of this, saved his life. Maybe this, all this package of uh, courts and fees and fines and suspension for 10 years and vehicle impound. I mean, I, I hope all this will change everything in his head. Hopefully it could t chase off these demons inside of Jeff Hardy and it could turn him around. Having him back in the pro wrestling ring anytime soon is not my concern. And again, I wish Jeff Hardy all the best. And this needs to happen. This needs to happen. Uh, not only save his own life, but his family, his kids. Come on. So, Jeff, we all love you. And we support you. We support you 100%. Get all the help. But that's not my concern right now. It's his health. His health comes first. And uh, Jeff, get well. All right, let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling 51st event show, which is going down Monday, March 6th. All right, here is the updated card for the 51st anniversary event of New Japan Pro Wrestling, March 6th. By the way, 
will be on New Japan World streaming uh, platform, which is $9.99 a month. So there's that. All right, here it is. Zack Sabre Jr. and Fujita versus Kenta and El Fantasmo. Tamatanga, Toriyanu, uh, Kojima will face Will Ospreay, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis. Marnura Suzuki and El Desperado and Renarita versus Evil, Show and Dick Togo. Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Tagachi, and Sanada, a.k.a. L.I.J., will face Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, Air Hanari from United Empire. Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi will face Leo Rush and Yo. The New Japan First Round Cup Shota Mino versus Yujiro Takahashi. Another New Japan Cup First Round Tomohiro Ishii versus David Finlay. And this is going to be a badass main event match. For the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champion, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi versus Kushika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Wow, what a tag team right there. Tanahashi and Okada versus Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. That's big time right there. So all this is going down on Monday, March 6th uh, on New Japan World Streaming Service. And lastly, as I mentioned, the New Japan Cup, which just starts on March 5th, that Sunday, uh, they're going to have a cup tournament in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, let's see, March 5th will kick off the cup tournament. Uh, it'll be Sonata versus Taichi and Tetsuya Naito versus El Fantasmo starting on March 5th. As I mentioned on March 6th for the anniversary show, Shota Umino versus our usual Takahashi, David Finley versus Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, March 8th, you'll get Renarita versus Evil, Toroyano versus Mark Davis, part of the first round. Uh, March 10th, you're going to get Shingo Tagachi versus Aaron Hanari, Ishii versus Kyle Fletcher. And then the second round will begin on March 11th. So we'll we'll talk about eleven, uh, not round eleven, uh, round two once it gets closer, right around March eleventh. All right, it's been a long show. All right, let's talk about the future programming. As I mentioned, I will give you guys my predictions and previews for all Elite Wrestling Revolution going down on pay per view March fifth. That's coming up within a few days. Uh, I do have some things lined up when it comes to interviewing local independent talent and wrestlers. Stay tuned. Uh, that's a development I'll be working on uh, this coming up weekend. So stay tuned to that. And what else is going on? And pro wrestling news and the results of the, the New Japan. I want to give you guys the results for the New Japan Pro Wrestling Anniversary. And, of course, the AEW post results and see if my prediction matches up. Kind of keep the streak moving, right? The past two WWE events, I was four out of five. AEW is going to be tricky. Let's see if my predictions will be right. 
Well, try not to jinx it here and knock on wood. All right, you heard that, right? Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in the podcast Into the Squared Circle. I'm your host, GBs. And as I mentioned, five social media platforms where I hide at. Let me know on any of these topics, your thoughts, your concerns, uh, anything. Into the Squared Circle podcast or Into the Squared Circle pod on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram. Send me a DM, IM, uh, whatever the hell you want. That's where I hide at. Until the next time, my friends, bye-bye. Hey, if you're a fan of Inside the Squared Circle podcast, feel free to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode each and every week. And yes, the Inside the Squared Circle podcast has five social media platforms. That's right. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram. Follow us at Inside the Squared Circle podcast. Inside the Squared Circle podcast is part of GSJ Multimedia Production. Also part of the GSJ Multimedia Production Network. And if you're a fan of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal, check out a lesson and headbanging podcast with GBs. Also part of the GSJ Multimedia Production Network.